The text for the sermon this morning is taken from the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 5, verses 12 through 16. Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 12. And it happened when he, that is Jesus, was in a certain city, that to behold a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus. And he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then he put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he charged him to tell no one. But go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as a testimony to them, just as Moses commanded. However, the report went around concerning him all the more, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. We will sing in response to the sermon after from hymn 23. Hymn 23 stanzas 1, 2, 3, and 6. Beloved congregation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, imagine for a moment that you're walking down a city sidewalk, and ahead of you, you see someone slouched against the building, dressed in filthy clothing, hair unkempt and greasy, and perhaps you would even recognize the evidence of substance abuse on their face, how willingly would you go up to such a person and befriend him or her? We tend to avoid people who don't fit into the mold that we're comfortable with, people who we perhaps think are beyond help, and sometimes we even treat people in the church that way. In our text this morning, we, we meet such a person, a leper. And the Jews of Jesus' day, they avoided lepers at all costs. Such people did not fit into their comfort zone. Of course, leprosy represents a unique situation, and the Jews could argue that they had the law on their side, for such a man was unclean. And this created a barrier between them and the leper. But our text also shows us another man, the man, Jesus Christ, 
who is not only willing but also able to break that barrier. And that's also the theme for the message this morning. Jesus willingly touches the untouchable. And we will focus on two things, our untouchable condition and Jesus' willing touch. As I mentioned already in our text, we are confronted by a leper. And in the figure of the leper, we are confronted by a man who is suffering from the ugliness of sin in a most horrible way. The NIV tells us that he was covered with leprosy. The translation we read today from the New King James translates it more correctly. It tells us that he was full of leprosy. This man was sick from the inside out. Now, in its worst form, a disease like that can take a very severe toll on, a, on its victims. In advanced stages, the skin becomes wrinkled and horribly discolored. The hands and the feet and the face, they become deformed. Muscles become weak. Sometimes the disease can even attack the respiratory system. Perhaps this man would have found it difficult to move around. And a, such a condition is horrible to live with. Today, the closest thing comparable to that would be someone who's suffering from cancer or AIDS. And this man's condition would have been visible from a distance. And if that wasn't enough, whenever he ventured out onto the road, he had to go around with the bottom part of his face covered and he had to cry out, unclean, unclean. It wasn't that he was just physically unattractive. He was a social misfit, a social outcast. The Jewish historian Josephus tells us that lepers were, in effect, treated like dead people. They were the living dead, alive, but treated as if they didn't exist. They had to live alone in leper colonies, away from the popula populated areas. And the only contact that they might have had with healthy and clean people were with those who were kind enough to bring them food, but they would only drop that off at a distance. There was no physical contact. Imagine not being allowed to be near others. People wouldn't want to touch you. And you know that there's no cure for your disease. And you would have to be faced with a slow and painful death, perhaps, alone. Only a miracle from God could change your desperate condition. And the leper in this passage, he knows that as well. There's no cure, so he's run out of options. But then he hears about this new rabbi, Jesus, a man who is filled with divine power, who can heal diseases, as we can read in Luke chapters 3 and 4. He can cure fevers. He can drive out demons. He can fill boats with fish. First part of chapter 5. Jesus is the answer to his problem. And so he goes. And he's so desperate, he even disregards the law of Moses. 
Leviticus 13, verse 46, tells us that lepers had to live alone outside the camp. They weren't allowed to come into town. They had to live with others of their own kind. But this man is desperate, and he comes straight into town to meet Jesus. This was unprecedented. And the people must have been shocked and horrified. You can be sure that this man had a clear path through the crowd all the way to where Jesus was standing because they would have all scattered left, right, and center to get away from him. No one would want to come into contact with such a man because that would make them unclean as well. Contaminated. And then you would be treated accordingly. Becoming unclean was one of the worst possible things that could happen to a Jew. In any case, this leper ignores all that and he goes to Jesus. And he's not even sure if Jesus would heal him. But he knows if Jesus is willing, then it's going to happen. He asks, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Brothers and sisters, in this way of addressing Jesus, he acknowledges the sovereignty of God. This man had the faith to believe that Jesus was able, but he did not make any demands. He approached the Lord in humility. And by coming before Jesus and throwing himself down before him, he acknowledged that he was dependent on the sovereignty of God. He was at the mercy of Jesus. Is that the kind of attitude that we have too when we approach our Lord? A humble attitude, not demanding anything from God because we know that God doesn't owe us anything, but instead do we plead on His mercy? The leper had that attitude. If you are willing... You can make me clean. And did you notice that he didn't ask for healing, but for cleansing? Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. This man knew that his real problem was not his disease, but his uncleanness. You see, his condition not only kept him from contact with other people, but it kept him from communion with God. The worst thing about leprosy was that you were unclean in the eyes of God. There was a barrier between you and your heavenly Father. Unclean people were strictly prohibited from coming into the temple. Thus, that meant that they could not worship together with God's people. They could not come to the temple to pray. They couldn't participate in the singing. They couldn't hear the blessing of the priest. They couldn't offer sacrifices for their sins. They couldn't participate in the annual feast in Jerusalem. By asking Jesus to make him clean, he was confessing that he needed more than just a cure from his illness. He was confessing the truth of how the disease affected him in his relation to God and his people. You see, lepers were a visible reminder of the uncleanness of the people. 
Lepers were the visible reminder that the hearts of God's people are impure, that they too are unclean from the inside out. Leprosy is a very apt description of our spiritual condition. We're not just ill. We are outcasts, driven from the Garden of Eden by our rebellious hearts. Leprosy serves as an outward symbol of how sin totally envelops us. This man was filled with leprosy, and it showed on the outside. And so it is with us. We are full of sin by nature. By nature, we are rotten from the inside out. We need to admit that, brothers and sisters, because we can't hide it. It shows on the outside. Our actions are so often selfish. Our words are foul, and we know how to cut people down with our tongues. Our eyes are covetous, and our feet take us places where we shouldn't be going. Sin makes us unclean. Our original nature is completely distorted from its original purity. We're not the people that God created us to be, and we certainly don't reflect His image as He originally intended. Sin has placed a barrier between us and our Father in heaven. We are like that leper, the living dead, dead in our trespasses and sins. In our natural sinful state, we too are desperate people. And we have to say with the Apostle Paul, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Where do we go? For like that leper, we have no option but Jesus. We have no choice but the cross. We have no one who can cleanse us but the Son of God, who has the divine power to forgive all our sins, to heal all our diseases, to redeem our lives from the pit, and who crowns us with love and compassion. Jesus is the answer. We all desire to be cleansed from whatever it is that ails us, whatever it is that bothers us, but are we ready to lay our uncleanness at the feet of Jesus and say, if you are willing, you can make me clean? And then leave it up to him? Because see what he does. This Jesus, this Master and Lord, this divine healer, he does the unthinkable. And he reaches out and he touches the untouchable. He puts out his hand and he does what no other Jew would ever dare to do. He touches that dirty, smelly, disgusting-looking man, you and I. Brothers and sisters, the whole gospel fits right into that touch of Jesus. Before he even says something to this man, before he even heals him or encourages him, he touches him. You can see the wonderful compassion 
of our Lord? Do you see his love for broken people? People who are stained by sin. People who are broken by the consequences of sin. People who sometimes, through no fault of their own, suffer unspeakable agony, horrible diseases, or are burdened by a troubled mind. And he didn't rebuke this man. He didn't tell him, get out of town. No, he didn't accuse him of defying the laws of Moses. No, he reached out in love. And he touched this broken man who had thrown himself at his mercy. And he was not disappointed because Jesus Christ never disappoints anyone. (coughs) Excuse me. Jesus didn't have to touch this man. (coughs) He could just as well have spoken a word, even from a distance. But he allowed this man to come right up to him. And he went the extra mile. And he reached out his hand and he touched him. Jesus was willing more than willing. And that's the kind of Savior that we have, congregation. And it wasn't just a sympathetic gesture. By that touch, Jesus already signified the restoration of that leper. The only contact that he had likely ever had with people was from, with lepers like himself. How long had it been since someone clean touched him? And that signified the beginning of his restoration of his relationship with God's people again. Jesus was showing to those who were watching that it was okay for him to touch this man. And Jesus' touch pointed to the union this this man would once again enjoy with his fellow believers, with his family, with his friends. And he would be able to go to the temple again to smell the incense and hear the blessing of the priest. But our Lord went even farther. He spoke words as well. I am willing, be clean. Jesus was willing, and he desired that this man be clean. By acknowledging that he was willing, Jesus was also saying, I am sovereign. He acknowledged the reverence of the leper. I am willing means... You are at the right address, my friend. You've come to the right place. And immediately the leprosy left him. Just as Jesus cast out demons by the spoken word, he also forced the leprosy to leave this man. It didn't fill him anymore. He was whole again, restored to health. And yet Jesus Christ remained untouched by that disease. Normally when someone who is clean and who touches something unclean, the clean person becomes unclean, but not our Lord Jesus. This was a radical reversal of the ordinary way of things. Jesus, who was holy and perfect, was willing and able to even take on human flesh, and yet he was not himself polluted by sin. He took upon himself the real body of a human being. He was willing to descend from heaven, 
even to the anguish and torment of hell. He did not have to touch our lives with his own, but he did. He is compassionate and gracious. And our impurities do not infect him, rather he infects us with his holiness. And he even gives us his spirit who dwells in us. Brothers and sisters, you don't get any closer to Jesus Christ than that. His spirit dwells in those who believe in him. We read from the law. We read from the law earlier this morning. Did looking into the mirror of the law make you feel unclean? Or did you perhaps feel unclean already as you walked into the doors of this building? Some of us feel unclean because of sins we have committed in our youth. Some of us feel unclean because we have dirty skeletons hanging in our closets. And some of us feel unclean because of what others have done to us. And many of us live with debilitating diseases or chronic pain, and we can't function the way we would like. We all live with the ugly consequences, the uncleanness of sin, whether in body or mind. And those consequences, they can be quite terrible and even gross and ugly. Do you think that you are too dirty and too ugly for Jesus? Never think that, brothers and sisters. Jesus is not the kind of healer who holds back his hand. He will reach out and touch you no matter who you are, what you have done, or what you look like. If only you throw yourself at his feet, at his mercy, because for the Lord Jesus, no one is ever too ugly to touch. He's willing. He's willing to touch us and to restore us. Our Lord Jesus can restore our bodies. He can restore relationships. But above all, He can heal us from sin. He, he alone can restore a relationship with our Heavenly Father. And He is willing to do that for you and for me just as he was willing to do that for that leper. How then should that truth impact us, congregation? Should that not impact the manner in which we treat other people, also our brothers and sisters in the church? If Jesus is willing to reach out and touch your brother and sister, even the one whose quirks and quirks rub you the wrong way, then who are we to say that I would rather avoid them? Brothers and sisters, if you do that, then you are not following in the footsteps of our Savior. In fact, if we have that kind of attitude toward fellow believers, we show that we despise the healing touch of Jesus. We need to think about that. We need to live as people who have been united in the love of Christ. And for the sake of Christ who loves us, who is willing to reach out to us, we also must love each other, not just in words, but also in deeds. 
And so we see that there's more to Jesus' willing touch than just an initial cleansing. He also calls for obedience. The cleansing of the leper came with a command. Jesus ordered him, don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priests. Why would, why would Jesus tell him to be quiet? I mean, there must have been quite a crowd of people, and surely Jesus' disciples were there watching what was going on. Well, in the first place, Jesus wanted the priest in Jerusalem to know about his work. That's why he, he healed this man. That's why he told this man that he had to make those sacrifices as a testimony to them, to the priests. The priests in the temple didn't know what was going on in Galilee, but they were the spiritual leaders of Israel, and they were the ones who really needed to know what was going on. And this would also serve as a warning to them and give them no excuse not to believe Jesus when he arrived in Jerusalem. There was another reason that Jesus sent this man to Jerusalem, and that's because our Lord did not want to usurp the role of the priests. He had not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And for this leper to be legally declared clean, he had to go to the priest in Jerusalem. Now, the ceremonial purification of someone who had recovered from leprosy is described in Leviticus 14. We read that together. We're not going to go into all the details, but just a few. Two live birds were taken, along with cedar wood, a piece of scarlet cloth, and hyssop. One bird was killed, the other was released. The blood of the dead bird was sprinkled on the healed person. This symbolized his healed condition. The flight of the living bird symbolized his new freedom. And after this symbolic purification, the individual was required to bathe himself. And although he could enter the camp, he had to still remain outside of his tent for seven days. But if he was clean on the eighth day, then he was to make a sacrifice. Two lambs, one as a trespass offering and one as a sin offering. And only then could the priest declare this person clean. And because Jesus had not yet completed his work on earth, that requirement had to be fulfilled for this Israelite leper. But for us, congregation, the requirement of the law has been met in Jesus Christ. He took on the stained flesh of our human nature. He took on our infirmities. He shouldered our hurts, our pain, our illnesses, our dirty little secrets, our sorrows. And he was driven outside of Jerusalem, outside of the city gates, because he became unclean, because all our dirt was heaped on him. It was not his uncleanness that forced him outside the city. It wasn't his uncleanness that made the Father forsake him. It wasn't his uncleanness that caused so much abuse and scorn and hatred to be heaped on him. It was ours. And how do we react to such love, congregation? Brothers and sisters, we need to take that testimony to heart as well. 
Jesus not only told the leper to obey him, he also called the priests in Jerusalem to obedience. They could never have an excuse and say, we didn't really know. And we can never say that either. Jesus says, I am willing to make you clean. And then he calls each one of us to repent, to believe, and to obey. And no one has an excuse to say, I didn't really know. Thanks be to God. By his death, Christ has completed the requirement of the law. And the law is no longer something to be afraid of. For Jesus has appeased the wrath of God. And the barrier has been removed for us. And so the Old Testament laws of uncleanness no longer apply to us. Once we are clean, we don't have to wait for seven days outside the camp. We can come into the presence of God immediately, for he is present in us by his Holy Spirit. That is how our Lord Jesus reaches out to us, to you and to me, unclean people. Jesus is not ashamed of us. He's not ashamed to, to be associated with us. He reaches out to you and says, I am willing. Be clean. Amen.